You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, this is Mike. This is Kevin. And after a couple of three weeks off for various reasons, illness, a cough, a cough, we're back to try and answer some questions. We didn't want you guys to forget us because you lose your audience and you never get it back again. Right. And so, by, by the way, I just listened to that introduction again. Who the hell told them we were truck experts? <laughs> I think that's got to do with the whole let's track thing. Oh, everybody, there's a truck. Somebody paid them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Somebody, All right. yeah. Checks in the mail. Got it. <laughs> okay. Um, what's new and exciting in the last two weeks? Hmm. Well, we think about that. If you have a question or a comment, push one on your phone dial. That'll put you in the queue to let us know you have a question. If you push it twice, you get erased from the universe, so don't do that. That's not a good thing. And uh, we'll get to you as quick as we can here. <clears throat> the new things. Uh, the last time we were on, we talked about the 55-degree wheel cut causing outside shoulder on the right front tire. Right. And at that time, I thought it was going to be a really simple thing. You count the turns on the steering wheel, two and a half turns. You got a yeah, problem, two turns, no problems. Pull over to the side of the road anytime you're, you You pull into a parking lot, your wheels are straight ahead, just... Turn it. Turn, we, on, turn the steering wheel. Anybody can check it anytime. Thought that was all it's going to be. It's not. It's not. <laughs> and who told us this? I did. No, who told us the other end of it? The what other end of it? Well, uh, the, the, it might not be all that we thought it was. Um, well, I discovered part of it, and Chad out of Kansas City, after I told him about part of it, he discovered some more of it. Right. Um, it turns out that some front axles apparently have different length steering arms and at two and a quarter turns you can still have 55 degrees of wheel cut so that's a problem that's a problem so you can't just count on turning the steering wheel the second problem is that we learned that i was in a truck and we jacked up the right front wheel we had the engine off which means the box wasn't pressurized and i could turn it two and three quarter turns the steering wheel went all the way around there. The axles turned out. The wheels turned out. We grabbed the wheel. We shook it. We found all the problems we expected. Then I turned the wheel straight ahead, and I started the engine. Well, now the box is pressurized. And the poppets in the box were set that at two and a quarter turns, it wouldn't turn any further. Because, so it was a, go ahead. So it was a 45-degree so wheel cut in the box. About 45 in the box. But that's a soft stop. Right. Because it's all the way over on the left side. It's not mechanical. And because the right front wheel in a severe right turn while you're backing up and messing around had the, backing up. had the ability to wiggle because the steering stop wasn't touching the axle, we still had outside edge wear on that tire. Now, it didn't show up as fast as if the steering rear locks went two and three quarter turns. Right. But still at 120, 140, 160,000 miles, we were getting cupping on the outside right front tires. So... There's more we're going to learn from this as we go along and as I have time to go mess with it. <clears throat> the difficulty for me in this is that nobody pays me for the time it takes to go out and research this stuff and figure out what works and doesn't work. Because this really has nothing to do with alignment. No, this is uh, this is the 
ability to make sharp turns yeah. uh, with a big truck. And it's built in, and the factories nice. are doing it because of demand from their customers. They want to be able to turn the truck shorter. Right. And it's winding up screwing up the tires. So I'm going to spend every opportunity I get checking trucks until I figure out exactly what's going on. But it's not something I can just drop everything and go spend a month figuring this out. I still have to make a living. Right. So yeah, we'll get to you. Go ahead. Even, even yeah, there's no there's no payoff at the end. Not for us. All we get is the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's kind of like doing this radio show where we don't get paid. <laughs> thank, well, goodness, thank goodness we have fun with it. Right, it's an opportunity to talk right. to people we haven't met. Very good. Well, we should get through some of these calls before the night's over, or my voice gives out. Right. <coughs> What's the first phone area code? Start with three three seven. Three. Three seven, and who do you think that is? Oh, I, I don't. I just don't remember. You have no idea? Uh, no, I think I used to know. I Jamaica? No, I, I want to say southeast, but I just don't remember. Louisiana. Okay. And is he in Louisiana? Uh, probably not. I don't think so either. It's too much water down there. <laughs> Time to leave. Let's see where he's at. Or she? Hello there. How you doing? We're doing pretty fair. Yourself? Good, thanks. I'm in Georgia. You're in Georgia. We knew you wouldn't be in Louisiana. Too much water there. <laughs> exactly. State. All right. <laughs> so what's up? Uh, I'd like to ask you this question. Um, how loose is loose on the nut or the drag link? <clears throat> the nuts? for the, Well, the nuts should be absolutely bone-ass tight. There shouldn't be any movement in the nut. Okay, the ball wears and gets movement in it. Okay, and okay. so if the ball has movement, then you wind up replacing the drag link. So is your question really about the nut, or is your question about the ball? The ball. Okay, all right, good, very good. If you wanted to use the engineer's program to test it, you would need to get a dial indicator you would put the magnetic base of the dial indicator either on the pitman arm that's coming down off the steering gearbox or on the upper steering arm on the axle. You put the contact on the ball so it's reading the forward and backward movement of the socket. Then you have somebody wiggle the steering wheel back and forth, and you watch the needle on the, on the dial indicator to tell you how much movement it's got. And it is allowed 40 thousandths of an inch. Now, to give you an idea, 30 thousandths of an inch is one thirty-second of an inch. Mm -hmm. So just a hair over 30 seconds is all the movement that's allowed. All right? Yep. Now, for a practical matter, all right, if you put your hand on the ball and you grab the steering shaft that's coming down there and you wiggle it back and forth with your hand and you can feel that ball thumping, you better take it off. That's all it takes. Oh, okay. So it's based upon grabbing the steering shaft to hear if he's making a noise. Yeah, you can just wiggle the steering shaft back and forth. It's right there. Mm -hmm. Try to make it turn the steering wheel back and forth. You could have the engine on. I usually do it with the engine off because you're not trying to turn the tires. Right. You, you just, just want to see if there's any movement. Yeah, right see if there. there's any wiggle in that ball. You check both ends while you're wiggling the shaft, and if it's solid, it's solid. So as the engineer said, it's it's just barely over a thirty second. You're, if you're gonna if you feel anything at all at that point, 
uh, either it's out of 30 second now or it's going to be soon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, appreciate that because what I was doing earlier was I would grab the front end of it and I would uh, push it forward aft and I would get about a sixteenth of an inch. Well, th that sounds like you got more movement than you should good, but the question is by grabbing it, moving it back and forth, are you really just turning the steering gearbox a little bit or are you actually getting movement in the ball? Yeah, that I don't know. Yeah, that's why you put your hand on the ball so you're feeling the ball and the arm that's attached to it so that you've got them encompassed. And then you turn that wheel, and if they move as a single unit, there's no play in the ball. But if only the ball is moving. But if you can feel the ball bumping or the socket bumping against your hand while the other piece is moving the other direction, well, you got play in the ball. Okay, I got you. I got it. All right. Well, very good. Hey, I appreciate it. Not a problem, buddy. You have yourself a good day. Thanks, Thanks you, too. Ah. You bet. Thank you. Okay, Another that was a good question. one. Did you mark that down? What? You didn't mark down where he was from. We're making a permanent record of this so we never lose him. This is this is it. No, it's not. Did you say 317? 337. 337. Good, because I was looking at the other one, and it's wrong. Yeah, Louisiana. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Don't mind me. All right, so that was, again, not an exactly an alignment question. That's a, a maintenance question. But something leads into alignment. Very much associated yeah, with yeah, alignment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks like you didn't save it. No, he's gone. He's gone? He got his answer and left. Slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. It didn't drop. Oh, okay. Out of the queue. Okay. <laughs> okay. What do we got? 509. Isn't that Minnesota? 50. No. No, 507 is Minnesota. 509 is Washington State. The state of Washington. I bet it's probably Spokane. Yeah, I think that's. No, I think it's Spokane. Eastern, Eastern Iowa or Eastern Washington. Washington. Right close to the Idaho, Idaho line there. Eastern Idaho. Western right. Idaho, Eastern Idaho. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Right. Right. And is he there? I would be. You would be? That's nice place. Central. Yeah? Why are you here then? <laughs> you? Me? Oh, you followed me. <laughs> Too bad. Let's see what we got. Hello. Yo. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. How are you guys doing today? Well, we're we're both getting over our colds and our sinus, and and I'm getting ready to go on the road to Birmingham, Alabama tomorrow. Well, yeah, I'm from Washington. It's from Yakima, Washington. Yakima, in the middle of the state. In the middle yep. of the state. The middle, okay. Yep, the middle of the state. Cool. What's up? Yeah, well, I got some tires. I got some uh, Bridgestone uh, M711. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to put four on for right now. Which position should, should I put them on? The, on the front drive or the rear? Okay, how much tread depth do you have left on your old tires? About 50%. So, so they probably got, uh, they probably got 15, 16, 30 seconds on them. Yeah. Wow. Okay, and a new 7-Eleven, I believe, has 30 is that right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. As long as you don't have more than 15, 30 seconds difference between your old tires and your new tires, then you can put the old on one axle and the new on the other axle. And it really isn't going to matter which way you do it. If there's more than 15, 30 seconds difference, 
Then you have to put your old tires on the left side of the truck and the new tires on the right side so that the differentials don't turn at different rates, which will screw up your power divider. Yeah, because there'll be too much difference on there, huh? Right. It, yep. It'll overwork that spider gear on the top, and it'll blow up on you. But only if there's okay. a list of All righty? All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, guys. Love Not a show. problem, buddy. Have a great day. Thanks for calling. Thank you. <coughs> a tire issue. Legitimate tire issue. Yep. Yep. I like legitimate issues. Okay, cool. All right? Yeah. I guess uh, we can go on to the next one. Yeah, 876-904. Oh, I'm waiting for an 876 call. Because that's Jamaica. Jamaica. <laughs> I want to talk to my Jamaica guys. This was 904. Where do you think? Uh, California. Florida. Florida. You I couldn't be any more wrong. Close. That close. Yeah. Close. Yeah. Close. <laughs> All right. And he's probably still in Florida. Yeah, it takes a while to get Yeah, okay. Let's see. Hello, Florida. Yeah, yeah, Jacksonville, Florida, but I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. Always um, out of the state. I got, a steering, okay. I got a steering question, not so much an alignment question, but it's probably something y'all have encountered. Uh, this has been driving nothing but ProStars as a company driver for years. And uh -huh. at around 100,000 miles, the steering wheel rattles like hell when you idle. And it's, it's, been three it's been three different pro stars. Could you put more grease in the steering shaft and explain it, or what do you think? What do you think it is? It depends on where the loose part is. Okay. Now, when you say it rattles, is the steering wheel trying to turn left to right, or is the whole steering wheel jumping up and down? It seems to be rattling left to right. Okay, so the steering wheel is actually trying to turn left to right while you're sitting there. Yeah. Okay. It's can't. It's noisy enough to where you can't hear stuff on your phone unless you take the keys out. It's more than just a movement. It's a physical rattle noise. Yeah. Yeah, it isn't just something that you can feel in your hand. It's something you're listening to. Okay. Gut feeling. I've never tried to diagnose this kind of a problem before, but my gut feeling is that there is a bracket in the steering column that is supposed to hold that shaft still, and it's probably got a bushing in it. And at about that mileage, the bushing gets loose, and the whole thing starts rattling. Probably only requires turning in front of the dashboard. Uh, hell, I don't know. I don't work on the inside of a truck. <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, I, 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 the first time I had it happen, you know, about four years ago, I took it to the dealership several times. So I just yeah. gave up on the next rose card. I've, I've got a feeling that there's something in their design in the steering column that is supposed to hold that still that is coming loose. Now, if you grab the steering wheel with the engine off, 
how much movement left and right can you make of that steering wheel like you're turning it left and right? How much movement before you feel resistance building up? Um, I could probably go to the 11 and the 1. That's quite a bit of movement. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe maybe halfway there. It It could be what I just told you. It could be that a universal joint in the steering column is starting to rattle loose. I'm not even sure if those are greasable on that model. Uh, you know, anymore, half of them aren't. Half of them aren't. So it may be an ungreasable joint that's having a problem. It could be the spline where the upper and lower shaft of the steering column come together. That piece could be loosening up. There's just all kinds of things in there that could be loosening up. And my gut feeling is it's that as opposed to anything from the gearbox down. Yeah, definitely. I might have a friend hold the steering shaft while it's idling to see if it takes it away. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, right up as close to the firewall as he can get his hand to stop it. You see what I mean? Yeah, because if you put two fingers on the three o'clock of the steering wheel, yeah, and just put a bit of pressure, the rattle goes away. And then sometimes through different configurations of tilting and telescoping, you can get it to shut up for a bit. Yeah, I think you got a loose component in there someplace that's just rattling on you. Yeah, right. The fact that you can telescope it, it tells yeah. me, you know what, yeah, they're, they're, it's probably right in there. Yeah. Oh, it's probably real cheap to fix, too. It probably will be when you figure out what it is. Okay? Yeah. Okay, buddy. Good luck to All you. Right. Good luck. All right, thank you. Good night. You bet. Bye-bye. <laughs> Okay, so we had a drag link, we had a steering column, and we had a rear tire, rear tire matching. Rotation. Cool. All right. Well, we're making progress here. Yep, yep. We got more questions. Oh, yes, there's four more. Has it been an hour yet? It has been. Whew. Boy. Well, it was, if we make it over 40 minutes, I'll, I'll say we, we were successful. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. What do you got? Uh, 817. 817. Any guesses? Uh, isn't that uh, Illinois? No, Texas. Texas. Fort Worth, I think. Okay. Fort Worth. <laughs> I don't remember. Let's get that straight. That's Fort Worthless. Fort Worthless. <laughs> is, that, is that like Kenworthless? <laughs> That's exactly right. Now we're talking, right? Now we're getting there. Fort, Do you know what Worthless have? Fort Worth is all in one conglomerate, right? Right there. On there 35. you go. And, and, and there Fort Worthless. And meanwhile, they're still working on I-35 North. Of course. <laughs> now, if you take parts off of a Peter car and a Ken Worthless and a freight shaker and you put them all together, what do you wind up with? You got a Ken, Worth, Ken, Ken Worthless shaker. No, you got a Worthless Peter shaker. Oh, well, they're all pretty worthless anyway. (laughs) So what's your question? Uh, Well, um, I drive the International. I got a little project truck, a cab over, the old 9800 cab over. It's got that four bag suspension with the with the beam that goes across yeah and uh, that beam all on all four places where the airbags are the, the beam is so rotted it's starting to peel up yeah okay. so i went ahead and i went and bought another cutoff identical but it's rust free it's like really nice shape sure, sure. 
and I'm going to have them cut the frame, and I'm going to do a frame stretch. Now, okay. is that when they do when they butt that frame up? Is there going to be a, uh, enough of a difference that's going to throw the alignment off at all? Oh, absolutely. You're going to have to have the rear end aligned. That's not a surprise. But right. I hope you're having an experienced frame guy do that because I've been involved in a lot of cutoffs and frame extensions. They do it wrong, and that frame will break in half. That's oh, the, yeah. I mean, I'm going to get lucky? Well, I hope you do. <laughs> the first thing we learned from this experienced welder is you don't cut straight down on the frames when you weld them together. You cut it at a diagonal. Okay? Oh, so when the guy says he wants to cut it on straight down, I should run. Well, if he if he if he cut off the cutoff straight down, I don't care because you're going to modify that end when you come back and do it here anyway. But you, right. you want him to diagonal cut it, and then you're going to sleeve the the cut point to the next cross members fore and aft. Right. And then it won't break in half again. Again, well, the first time it'll break the first time, right? Well, because it was intentional, doesn't change the fact that it broke. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, how long does so it take to break? First bump. Well, you mean you mean if if you if you weld it together wrong? Yeah. 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 Oh, <laughs> I've seen them last six months. I've seen them go two years. Oh, nice. That might last yeah. like ten years. If I only I only put like five thousand miles a year on the whole rig. Well, yeah, it's a recreational truck. Then you're not going to worry about it. But if you if you if you weld it together yeah. the right way. Mm -hmm. With a diagonal cut and a sleeve on it, it's just like new. Okay. Because okay. Uh, the guy told me he wants to do the, the, the straight cut, the butt weld, you know. Did, did he, is he going to butt weld it and sleeve it? Yeah, he's going to butt weld it and sleeve it. Uh, okay. If he butt welds and sleeves it, you've got a 75 90% chance it'll be just fine. The guy that right, I dealt right. with, I'm not a welding expert, but the guy that I dealt with looked me straight in the eye and says, you want to do it right, son? You gotta do it this way. That's yes, sir. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, other, there was something else boggling my mind, but other than that, that was that was it. I got a few marbles up there, and they rattle around when I hit the ball. And I'm yep. like, oh, MV alignment. Like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so the alignment on the back end it should be no big deal if he, if everything is done right. He normally will measure from bolt to bolt on the rear on both sides and he'll measure the lengths and make sure he's got them square and do everything up. And then when you align the rear, it's just a fine tuned job. Right. Even, and even okay. remember that the, that it could be just fine tuning and it could still be, you know, uh, a quarter to a half inch with the shims. No, if it's a quarter to a half inch, this guy screwed up. Okay. Shouldn't be any more than an eighth that's, inch. That's pretty severe. Yeah. That's what I was curious, you know, yeah, I don't think of anything else. I got to, I got to make in the RV hall or put the smart car on the back. Well, that sounds like fun. Oh yeah, I know another guy that did that. Cool, <laughs> cool. All righty, buddy. All right, we'll see you in the parking lot at the CMC. You'll be crashing. I'll be there. I'll be there. All right, later. All right, bye. Bye. Okay. <clears throat> okay, that was Fort Worthless. Fort Worthless. Yes. Where About frames Walker, Texas Ranger is. Box, what? Walker, Texas Ranger. Poor Worth. Okay. Yeah. Smooth Walker. Straight Talker. Yeah. Texas Ranger. Yeah. Ass Kicker. <laughs> high Karate. Yeah. That's the guy. All right. Cool. Okay. What else we got here? Uh, 
716. 716. Any guesses? It's familiar, but no. New York City. Okay. But actually, this guy was not in New York City. He was up in the Finger Lakes area of New York or Buffalo area, somewhere up there. Okay. <clears throat> but it's New York State. All right. Is he there? I don't know. I don't think so. Probably not. I think he's gone. Hello? Um, hello? Hello? Are you, are you doing, doing all right? right? How about you? Uh, currently, no, but my phone is out of New York State, and you were cool. correct, the Buffalo area. And are you in Jamaica? Oh, God, you know, I had the song it stuck in my head for a second there. <laughs> God, now, now I can't remember it. Isn't that how oh, well. it goes? I, I don't know. Which which one? To the Kokomo? That's Kokomo. That's Kokomo. Yeah. Good Beach Boys song. Beach Boys. Okay, so what's up? Um, got six thousand miles on it. Oh, you're breaking up here. I, I I heard you got six thousand miles, but I don't know what it is. Any better? Yeah, I'd try it again. I just got into Utah. So. Special. We love that stuff. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to put you on hold, and we're going to talk to somebody okay. else, and we're going to come back and hopefully be in a better area, okay? Okay. Okay. All right, cool. All right, we won't lose you. All right, All right, very good. Let's try this other one. Three, three, four. Three, three, four. That's a familiar number. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. It's wearing going next week. I don't remember. Alabama. 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 There was a young gal when I was in high school that I just fell in love with. Had red hair, big, night, you know, wow. And her name was Priscilla James, and she was from Alabama, and she had the sweetest accent you ever heard. <laughs> Man. Every time I think about Alabama, I think about Priscilla James. All right, let's go. Hello, Alabama. Hey, hey, how's it What's going, up? guys? Oh, nothing. Right. I got a, a drive tie question today. I have a 2015 Cascadia, and I have some uh -huh. Michigan XD8 engine ties on there. And on the, uh, I got a bad echo. Sorry about that. On the, uh, I can hear you side, fine with no echo. Okay, passenger side, inside. Uh, you know, you got that lip that go all the way around and got the groove in there. Mine is wearing on the back groove, and on the other side, the opposite side, it's the drive side, it's the back inside. It's wearing on the groove real fast, like the two lips on there, the one on the back is yeah. down real quick. I was trying to so, figure out what's going on there. Now, now I'm going to try and explain this my way and see if it makes sense. We're talking about drive tires. Yep. We're talking about wearing on the That's inside correct. tires. Is that correct? That's correct. And it's on the inside edge next to the frame on them, right? That's correct. Okay. Uh, and it's a Cascadia. Yeah, the Cascadia. All right. There's two possibilities. One possibility is that the wheel bearings are a little loose, which happens all the time. The second possibility, if it came with the preset sleeved bearings, the odds are the bearings are not loose, but the axle is flexing too much. Now, when you get stopped someplace, 
And you can look at the top of your rear differential housing when there's not a trailer in your way, or if you want to crawl underneath there and look in there with the trailer, I wouldn't do it, but you could do it. <clears throat> right on top of the diff housing, it will be stamped right into the metal. You may have to clean the dirt off, and it'll either be 9.5 or 11. Now, if it's 9.5, okay. that's, that's how thick the material is in the housing. That's 9.5 millimeters. If it's 11, means it's 11 millimeters thick. It's a thicker housing. The thick housing is a nice stiff housing. The axle doesn't flex, and we don't get that inside edge wear. The 9.5 does flex, and we have a lot of that inside edge wear because of that. It tends to show up on the front drive axle first, and then later it shows up on the rear drive axle. And the only thing you can do to address the tire wear is to go get the bearings tightened. And if that doesn't solve it, doesn't solve it at least you know what the reason is. Then you can't fix the axle. Okay, so I just need to uh, get the bearings tightened to make sure they're tight. Get the bearings tightened, and if you still have the tire wear. And at the, at the same time you're doing that, or even before you do that, take a look at the top of the housing and see which housing you've got. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Guys, thanks so much. All no right. problem, buddy. Yep. Thank you. I'll mark that for Alabama. Right. We don't want to forget it. Part of the permanent record. I'm not, it, it doesn't record anything. I know, but I want to know it. My database. And you know how good that is. <clears throat> Let's try New York State again. Okay. He's gone. He left? Well, he's not there right and, and, now. And I bet we lost him and he'll come back. Because <laughs> he had a bad signal. Yeah. It was 716 area code. There's no 716. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay. Let's, so he went and he came back. Let's go. All right. Back to our 716 guy. Yep. Are you there, 716? Yep. Okay, I got okay. a good signal. We can hear you fine now, so what's up? Okay, 2016 Cascadia, 26,000 miles, uh, hand-cooked AL11 steers and DL11 drives on it. Okay. Um, just... Because I'm just trying to make sure, I've kind of a really keep track of tire wear if I can. Um, yep. On the passenger side, which I know will have more weight on it typically because of the crown of the road, would that be the reason why it would seem to wear just a little bit faster than the driver's side? No. No. Yeah. When you say it's wearing faster, how are you judging that? Uh, there was when the tires were brand spanking new. There was this little squiggle groove in yep. the middle of the tread, and yep. the passenger side went away faster than the driver's side. Okay, did it go away on all five ribs or three ribs, or did it do it just on one rib? Um, actually, it was just in the of the the three ribs in the middle. Then you got your outer ribs. The right. squiggle was only on the. Two outer of the three middle. Okay, and did it take both of them off or just one of them? Uh, it took both off evenly. Okay, all right. But the, well, with just a, a smidge of of remnants left on the the inner towards the inside, but they were okay. pretty much very even. Okay, you know how to feel for feathered wear. Yep. Tires Was there any feathered? No feathering on the tires. Yeah, right? Tires feel good. Good. Yep. What's the inflation you're running? 
Uh, it's at 110 on the steer and 100 in the drives. And I'm just now remembering it's like, yeah, 110 is a minimum. 115 would be better. 120 would be better. Okay. Okay. And and I think it, with no feathered wear and no steer tires, my my 90% chance is you pump it to 120, you're gonna straighten your problem out. Okay. Now I will mention that I've been a lot of going out west, or I've had to have, hold the field partners here to mm-hmm. correct the wind. And mm-hmm. especially towards the left, which I think would accelerate the wear on the passenger side. A little bit, but if it was really that big of a problem, it'd have feathered wear to justify it. Because the tire would be sliding sideways. Gotcha. Okay. So with no feathered wear, yeah, yeah. with no feathered wear, I'm back on inflation. Okay. Okay. And would you be able to give me the Cliff Notes version of what the whole uh, 55 degree steer axle, what that whole thing was? I didn't get a chance to. Sure. That's the whole deal. If you're in a parking lot, you pull into a parking lot tonight, stop someplace, rest stop, I don't care. Your wheels are straight ahead. With the engine running, turn the steering wheel on a Cascadia and see how many turns it goes to the right. If it just goes two turns on a Cascadia, you don't have from straight ahead. If it only goes two turns to the right, you don't have a 55-degree wheel cut. But if it goes two and a half to two and three-quarter turns, you do have a 55-degree wheel cut. What that will do when you're in yeah. a maximum right turn, when you're backing into a dock or something and you're jacking the wheel all the way around, it will cause that right front tire to wiggle when it's in a right turn and it starts erasing the outside shoulder of the right front tire. The correction... I believe I have that. The, okay. The, the, the 55 cut, I should say. All right. The correction for that is on the axle spindles on the right side and on the left side. There is a stop and move pull. The, yeah, and, and turn it out so that I get two turns left and right. Correct. Now, you won't be able to turn it short, but you won't eat that right front tire. Now, you can leave it going to the left, even if it goes 55 degrees, because when you go 55 degrees to the left, the drag link in the steering gearbox prevent that tire from wiggling so it doesn't show the same wear pattern. Oh, all righty then. Okay. That would ex- yeah. that would explain the Kenworth I had the one time. And that joke, and by, the the joke way, by the way, the way I yeah. heard it is it's, it's a Peter worth shaking. Well, that's another way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, buddy. All right. All right. Y'all have a good night. You do the same. All right. We've got this uh, just over a half hour. Oh, geez, I'm exhausted. I know. Let's go ahead and get. Uh, these are li- these other two questions. Okay. A 405 area cut. 405. Any guesses? Uh, well, it's not Nebraska. That's 402. Nope. It's, uh, and who does Nebraska hate? Oklahoma. There you go. Oklahoma. <laughs> it takes a while to get out. Well, they get a lot of rain. Hello, Oklahoma. <laughs> Hello. How you doing? Hey, I'm uh, pretty good. I have a, a steer... Uh, axle problem or steer tire problem. Okay. Um, on the on the uh, driver's side, the inside rib 
about a third of the tire is wearing is the tire is just fine. This wouldn't happen to be a Bridgestone, would it? No, it's a Michelin. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If do you know how to feel for feathered wear? Yes, it's it's no feathered wear on either either tire, the right or the left side. Okay, that's cool. And how does the truck drive? Does it drive nice and straight, or does it pull to the right, or does it want a road wander? Uh, it just drives nice and straight. Absolutely fabulous. And how much inflation are you running in your steer tires? 110. 110. Okay, that's the minimum. The tire will do better if you go to 120. Okay. What year is the truck? Uh, it's a, it's uh, 2012. <clears throat> and the make? Uh, Freightliner. Uh, Coronado. Oh, I don't care. Coronado, Cascadia. Yeah, it's, it's all. The, you, I don't know if you guys know it or not, but from the frame down, they're all the same. The only oh. difference is with the cabs and shit they put on them. Okay? Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Um, one possibility is a loose wheel bearing. That is a legitimate possibility. This is for inside edge wear? Inside edge wear on the left front tire. Okay. Do you do your own maintenance? Do you have somebody else do it? I have somebody else do it. Okay. Uh, is that a, a big garage or so, a small garage or what? It's a, a small garage, yes. Okay. I would take it into the guy next time you're in town. First of all, I'd, I'd jump the air pressures automatically. All right. The second thing I'd okay. do is when I'm at home, I'd drive it into his garage, ask him to jack up just the left front tire. Then I would grab the top of that tire with both hands. I'd take a good solid stance and I'd try to wiggle that wheel and try to pull the tire right off the rim, push it in and out. Okay? okay. And if you hear a little click, 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 that's a loose wheel bearing. You just found your problem. Gotcha. Okay? All right. Since it's not doing it on the right side, I wouldn't be as worried about it, but I'd check that one anyway. If you find it. Yeah, you might as well check it anyway, okay? But you have to jack up one side at a time and leave the other side sitting on the ground so the axle is solid so you can actually wiggle that wheel. All right. Okay. Well, this is on how many miles do you have on this this one? Um, Miles on the tire? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, about 110,000. Okay, all right. All right, and have you run 110 PSI the whole time, or have you been? Yes. Yes. Okay, all right. Um, it, it could just be inflation. Right. And that wouldn't surprise me terribly. Okay. And there's no problems with uh, road wander. Yeah, he says it handles moves, good. There's no cold. feathered wear. Yeah. 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 So yeah. inflation and wheel bearing are the two that I'd go after. Okay. All right? Okay. Yep. All righty. You know, you know what's strange is that uh, like I go to um, Speedco to have my, you know, oil changed and that. And what they do is mm-hmm. they check the air pressure in the truck. But, you know, they will not put more than 110 pounds in in the steers or the drives. I know because they say what it says on the wheel or on the tire. On the tire, and, and what they have done, and and I spend a lot of time with the Continental reps and Bridgestone reps and. And, and I do this training for Bridgestone, and Speedcone's owned by Bridgestone. 
And I sit down with their field reps and I say, okay, what does the thing on the sidewall mean? And they say, it's the maximum pressure. I said, no, it's not. It doesn't say maximum pressure on the side of that tire. And I make them get out their tire manuals and I make them read their tire manuals. And everything in the tire manual says what's on the sidewall is the minimum pressure to carry that load. But in practice, Mm -hmm. Bridgestone corporate, Bridgestone's field people, have been telling everybody that's the maximum pressure. Right, and so, so does Michelin. Me, not at all that Speedco actually thinks that's the maximum well, pressure. Well, somebody at the corporate level has made a corporate decision that this is the maximum pressure, and we won't put more than that. They yeah. dictated it to all the shops, and that's what the shops do. Right. It's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it is. it's what we deal with every day. Yeah. In fact, I will be in right. Alabama this week training more continental people and explaining the same thing to them again. When are you going to beat Oklahoma? Um, I don't know. Whatever somebody wants. There the other day. I drove through there coming back from Lubbock, Texas. Yeah. I see. Are you guys going to be down in Dallas? Gatcho, yes, we will. Now, do we you guys do uh, alignments, out there? alignments out there? No, they don't allow us to do it in their parking lot. Gotcha. We did it at the Matt show, too, for a few years, and, and then the Matt people came out and said, no, you can't do that in our parking lots. Yeah. Okay, fine. We tried to do it covertly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well. All righty, guys. All I sure appreciate, it. appreciate it. You have a great day. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. <clears throat> All right, what do we got left here? Two more. They First. keep sneaking in, don't they? Yeah, they are. The first one is 719. Your guess. Uh, Come on. Make it a good guess. Uh, North Carolina. You're bound to get one right pretty soon. 719 is not North Carolina. It's Colorado. Okay. Rocky Mountain High. Yeah. Can we hear John Denver singing? Right, yeah. You don't want to hear me singing. No. Particularly not today. No. All right. <laughs> 719. Let's see what the guy's got. All right. Where is he at? Is that him? Oh, Hello, Colorado. Hello, gentlemen. Quick question. Um, the, How do you check radio run out on a drive tire? On a drive tire? Well, if Correct. I got a problem with radio run out on a drive tire, I jack the truck up, put jack stands under where the suspension attaches to the axles on okay. all four positions. Then I gently rotate the tires and take a screwdriver and take all the rocks out of the tires. The front wheels are chalked. All the rears are in the air. I start up the engine. I put it in first gear, and I let it run. And you can watch all the tires and see what's going up and down. It's not going fast enough. Well, shift the gears and go faster. But why do you, why, why, what brings the question up? A tire bounce. Cool. Describe yeah. it to me. How? What do you mean? Are you? Th- I think we lost him. Are you there? Hello? No, we lost him. He's gone. He'll call back. If we see a Colorado call back, we'll talk to him. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's gone. The blue yeah. thing came up. Okay. He uh, disappeared. Last one's 712. 712. Um, it's Western Iowa. <laughs> It is. It's Iowa. Right. <coughs> we got a local boy here. Right. 
Let's talk to this here local boy. Hello, Iowa. Are you there? We're here. Are you there? Well, I'm here. You're not here, though. But anyway, where are you at? I'm in Indiana right now, Indiana. Okay, good. Um, question I have, I want to put an air ride on my front axle. <coughs> Pros or cons? All right. There, you're looking at an air ride kit, or you're going to take the existing axle suspension out and put in an air ride suspension and axle? No, no, I'm going to do a kit. A kit, okay. And the kit's normally either attached to the tail end of the leash spring where the shackles are and soften up that end. Some of them go directly on top of the axle and try to soften it up there and leave the rest of the axle in place. I've seen several different styles. Right. The goal most people are using to get an air ride on there is to smooth out the ride and make it softer. Right. Every, every time I've seen somebody add air ride to the front end of a truck, it not only softens the ride, it makes the steering mushy. It makes it handle like a boat in the water. The, the positive control disappears, and I'm kind of walking around like driving my yacht. Does that make sense? All right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now, let me ask another question. What make and model of truck is this? 2000 feet, 379. Okay, very good. So you probably have a two-leaf parabolic leaf spring underneath it right now? I do. Okay. You've probably got four degrees of caster in the front end of that truck. That's the way they normally come out of the factory. Uh, now, if, okay. If you go to a reputable alignment shop and tell him, look, what I want you to do is I want you to get two two-degree casters, shims. I want you to make sure there's no other caster shims in this truck. There's just the riser blocks. And I want you to put the two two-degree caster shims in with the thick side to the front. What it's going to do is going to reduce the caster in the front end of the truck to about two degrees. And at two degrees of caster, that truck's going to smooth out and the expansion seams on the road are going to disappear. So the, the new springs I got that have the bottom or the bottom leaf cut off, do not use them? Oh, if you've got new leaf springs, go ahead and put those in too at the same time. That's no problem. But, yeah, okay, all right. Now, I just don't want to get way into this and get uh, get where I don't want it. Yeah, now are these leaf springs that you bought, are they 12,000-pound leaf springs, or are they leaf springs that are designed only to work with the airbag? No, they are the regular airbag or regular springs that have been cut off. They're the 12,000-pound. But they, yeah, but the the, they got one on the top of them, the bottom's cut halfway. Right. Okay, but it's a regular 12,000-pound leaf spring. Right, right. It's cut behind the axle probably, oh, I don't know, probably inch and a half. Yeah, but it was designed to be that way by the guy who designed the leaf spring, right? Uh, that I'm not sure. We took it off a, brand, uh, a truck that was being rebuilt uh, that was abandoned. Okay, okay, that's okay. But the, that truck didn't have an air ride on it, right? The guy was putting an air ride on it. Okay, all right. I, as long as it's a legitimate, regular 12,000-pound leaf spring, i got no problem with it. All I'm going to do is reduce the caster to two degrees. Right. Okay. And it's amazing what it does. The expansion seams in the road just kind of disappear. Right. Well, that was easy. Yep. 
And it's a lot easier than trying to put an air ride on, and you don't lose your directional control, and your tri- handling isn't mushy. Right. Okay. All righty. Thank you all. All right. Not a problem, buddy. You have a good day. All right. Thank you. Okay. We were talking to Colorado. 719. Yeah. He's back. He's back. Let's talk to Colorado. Hello, Colorado. I left you on the other side of the hill, but you caught back up. That happens. We understand it. So what's up? Tire bounce, radio run out on a drive tire. Got it. it up. That, that's where I lost you. Well, what we want you to do is describe to us the bounce that you're feeling. Is it at a certain speed? Uh, can you accelerate so, through it? Uh, sometimes it happens. It's not a bounce. It's so much a, a vibration, I guess, not a bounce. All right, let me let me try and describe a couple of vibrations that I've heard in the past, see if any of them are familiar, all right? Okay. You're at a sustained speed. You're not accelerating, you're not decelerating. Nice piece of smooth. Nice smooth road, and you feel a vibration come up through the seat and feet that shakes and then stops, and shakes and then stops, shakes and yeah. then stops. If you yeah. step on the gas, it goes away. If you let off on the throttle, it goes away. But as soon as you're back to a sustained speed on a smooth road, you get this cyclical vibration. Yes. Your wheel bearings are loose in the rear end of the truck. Okay. And the reason it's cycling is the tire on a smooth road is starting to build up a chatter. And then the hydraulic shock stops the chatter. Then the shock bleeds the fluid off, and it goes through the chatter cycle again. Now, there is a correct way to adjust those bearings so this won't happen. And to get the details on that, the easiest way is for you to go to our website, mdalignment.com. Go okay. into our video library, and there's a video on bearing adjustments. Yep. Okay. okay. Do you explain that in, in either of your books on that? I, I, no. No, I don't believe this is in either one of the books. As far okay. as that vibration, no. The wheel bearing adjustment? No, it's uh, the specifics aren't in the books. Okay. We left that out of those. Yeah. And the reason, the reason they're not in the books is my legal advisor says you really don't want to publish something that contradicts what the bearing manufacturers say. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we put it in a video. <laughs> All right. I'll check it out. Okay, buddy. All right. I appreciate the information. Glad to help. Thank you, sir. All right. Okay. We got another one there. We do indeed have one more, and it's the 863 area code. 863. That's not in the United States. It's in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's not Cape Canaveral because that's 321. Right. This is 863. Let's see where it is in Florida. That's a big state. Hello there. Hey, how you doing tonight? We're great. Yourself? Oh, not too bad. Just driving here in the lovely state of Texas. Oh, Florida man in Texas. Is you got enough water yes, down there in Texas? Uh, yeah, oh, it definitely is today. Yeah. I'm on my way up to Birmingham, Alabama right now. I'm going to Birmingham tomorrow. Oh nice. Yep, I'll fly in there about 6.30 at night. Oh, yeah, I'll be already out of there. Gone. Okay. So what's up? Um, I'm having um, tire wear on my, my steers. 
uh, not the outside rib, one rib in from the outside. It, mm-hmm. it's, it started wearing on the outside of that rib, and then it started cupping in. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Entire rib out. Yep, yep. And I, what I make of it? It's a Freightliner Cascadia 2012. The tire, what make a tire? Uh, it is a Goodyear. Goodyear. And what inflation are you running? I had them at 110, um, and then somebody told me to take them down to, to 105. Oh, no. You want to go to, one, you want to go to 120. Your problem is under inflation. The, okay. new low rolling, the new low rolling resistance tires, when they took the structure out of the tire to make it roll easier so that it'll get you better fuel economy, the tire required more air to keep pushing the center of the ribs down on the ground. Right. Imagine you're using okay. air pressure instead of the steel belt. Right. And if you don't have enough air pressure, particularly when you step on the brakes, the load shifts to the front of the truck, the tire buckles, and when it's working its hardest, it starts tearing a rib out of the tire. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've been to three different shops. I've had it aligned. Mm-hmm. I've had to yeah. take my front end out, check my bearings. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. nobody could tell me nothing. They, they tell me it's, it's a tire. The tire is doing that. Well, both tires are not going to do the same thing. I can see if well, one tire had a deep, one would do it, but not both of them. Yeah, well, they're right. It is the tire because the tire doesn't have enough air. Okay. Yeah, they told me it was a defect. No, it's not a defect. And, and we see the same thing on Michelin, Yokohamas, Bridgestones, Continentals, Goodyears. They're all of the new low-rolling resistance tires will do something similar to this on the center three ribs if you don't have enough air. Now, you might be able to get away okay. with getting the tire man to say it's tired. Oh, yeah. If the tire guy will adjust to take the adjustment, but it's really not the tire's fault. Right. Okay. okay. Now, the problem um, you've got is if it's bad enough you can see it, even if you add the pressure to it, it's not going to straighten out now. Right. That's done. I, 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 I figured that much. I mean, I've been doing it over the last three months. I've been trying to figure out a different answer. Except for yeah. That's just, they all took it to lower my pressure. Well, wrong way, wrong way. All right, well, let me give you an example with Goodyear tires. There's a little fleet up in Quebec, Canada that four years ago I went up, and they were having exactly the same kind of tire wear problem on Goodyear steers, and they were running 100 PSI, and they were getting about 60,000 miles out of a steer tire. And I says, no, 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 100's no good. And they said, we've always run 100 t- pounds. I said it in French. Yeah, they said it in French. I said, the problem is that the tires you ran at 100 pounds in 1990 were a stiffer, heavier tire. They could run with 100 pounds. They needs 120. <clears throat> they finally agreed to test it. And when they went to 120, their average tire life went to 120,000 miles. Then when nice. we got to okay. change the alignment stuff that we wanted changed, they got 180,000 miles. Wow. Okay. Oh. Okay. I'm going to okay. go ahead and bump up there anyway. Um, yes. And run my tires out till they're they're almost you know, dead, and then I'll put a new set on. Now, my advice to you when you put the 20. new set on, you're probably buying 14-ply or G-rated tires right now. Okay? Yeah. I'm going to recommend you buy H-rated or 16-ply tires. Okay. And, and you're probably going to have to change your rims because the H-plated tire needs a heavier rim. You may not see what they got. 
but the sidewall on that tire is going to say 120, and I want you to run 130. And they will wear okay. so much better than the G-rated tires do because you have a little extra tire up there instead of just running the minimum tire to carry the load you got. Right. Imagine the 14-ply tire was lobbied for and uh, institutionalized by a lar- large fleets and large manufacturers just to meet the minimum requirement and to hell with it if they got bad tire wear. So okay. by and putting, that'll putting actually that something... I run, I run, I run about 100,000 miles. Right. So, you know, the yeah. tires will last a lot longer for me. Yes, they will. If you think about it another way, too, <clears throat> your drive dual wheels... Each tire is only carrying 4,300 pounds, fully loaded. The minimum pressure, according to the tire chart, those tires back there only need 70 pounds of air. Now, the same casing put on your steer axle is carrying 6,000 pounds, and the minimum pressure up there is 110. So running 110 in your steer is the same thing as running 70 pounds in the rear. You're going to end up with that way. Okay. 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 All right. And what was right. your guys' website again? I'd like to go check that out. <laughs> www.mdalignment.com. I hear you don't even have to do the www anymore. Is that right? That saves you time. Cool. I'm old-fashioned. Mdalignment.com. Awesome. Awesome. All righty. Awesome. I appreciate that, guys. I appreciate the info. You guys have a great night. You do the same. Drive you safe. Too. Okay. How long have we been doing this? Oh, over a year. Yeah, it was January, February of last year, wasn't it? Last year, yeah. What about tonight? Tonight, we've been doing it for 58 minutes and 12 seconds. And we have no more questions? No questions. Folks, it's been a pleasure talking to you. My throat is sore. I'm going to call this a night. We will do this again next Sunday. Have a good week. Good night, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.